Sunday fun day. Let's get that out the way. Sunday fun day. Just got a chance to watch Collision this morning. Uh, I haven't, so I've been off the internet all weekend. So I've been kind of away. First thing I see on Twitter, like 42 seconds ago, is CM Punk shooting on Hangman Page after Collision. I, I just played the, the audio for you guys. Uh, at this point, this has to be a work, right? Like, there's no way he just went into business for himself again after collision, right? right. I mean, he he's he's still so butthurt from blood and guts that he couldn't be the be on somebody's team. Sheesh. No way, right? This this has to be working toward something, right? It has to. Right. It has to. Right. Right. If not, you see why? Why? How I feel about punk, and I'm validated there. Unless it's advertising, it's advertising for Adam Hangman Page. So hey, if you want an Adam Hangman Page um, action figure, all you gotta do is go to any of your local stores because there's a whole bunch of there waiting for you. So there you go. He was just trying to help the supply demand ratio. Hey, number one, screw Hangman Page. Boo. <laughs> number two. He ain't he ain't he ain't wrong. I actually opened a store within a Walmart. Uh oh. And so I Uh-oh. used to be in Walmart quite often shopping. And them them pages <laughs> full. So I mean, I, maybe went to the same one I used to work at. So okay, all right. This has to be a work, right? But it, if it was a work, shouldn't this been on? Shouldn't they said something? Shouldn't the first conversation where he speaks on one of the members of the elite been on TV? If this was a work, blurring the lines right now. He's blurring the lines. But this is like this is Pandora's box. This isn't. This is not like uh, this is what we all want to see as a wrestling community. AEW fans. This is the few. This is the match that we want to see. Something involving CM Punk and the Elite. So this is not just like a, oh we heard they got some beef in the back. Oh that's kind of cool. Maybe work. This is like this is the situation but it's gotta be a work right otherwise right. he's a hypocrite otherwise he's a full-blown hypocrite and that's one more thing to add to my tally of reasons why i don't or otherwise he went to walmart and saw them pegs full of hell of a uh, hangman <laughs> action you... figures but when you I mean, also legit, see pegs of other stuff of other ones i was no I saw, no no like, like what did hey, i see at the store hey, anna j anna j i was like I, i'm thinking about getting an anna j action figure right so i was like nah i'll come back next week that boy was gone right gone uh-huh. Them there was a whole bunch of there. jade ones. They was there I, for like I six saw months. a whole bunch of jade ones. I was like, dang, they must not rock with the with the with the brown people out here. There was a whole bunch of jade ones. Man, oh man, oh man. All right, episode fifty six of go. the TFW podcast. You guys know the deal. The triple threat is in the house. I am your host, Matt, joined by my fantastic, lovely co-host Rhodesia, up in the house, Ishan. Up in the house. Dang, CM Punk. That's crazy. Granted, I just saw that, right? So I haven't had a chance to really think about my feelings on it. But I guess my only feeling is this has to be a work, right? Like, it has it has to be a work. Wednesday's going to be interesting. Really interesting <laughs> to see what happens on Dynamite. Maybe that's what this is all for. Who knows? 
Let's get into it, guys. Um, before we get into it, shout out to all of our listeners and supporters of the pod. Appreciate you guys, of course, always rocking with us. Love you guys for that. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You guys know what to do on that device that you are listening to us on. Hit that follow button. Subscribe. Leave us one of those nice reviews. Five stars is what we need. That helps us with the algorithm and all that other kind of good stuff. And Twitter, that's FNW or X. Okay. And then YouTube, that's freaking there wrestling. There we go. X. I know you were excited about that. When we talked it looks about so good. Time. You cannot tell me when you get a notification on your phone that Esh don't go hard. That mm. mug is sweet. That X, that black X, come on. I guess it goes about as hard as CM Punk went on Hangman Adam Page <laughs> when that show went off the air. And you just got like passed out by Samoa Joe. Maybe that's mm. the gimmick. Is like he don't know where he was at. He got passed out by Samoa Joe. So he rewinded back. He just woke to up like, and he, yeah, he was delirious. Last year, <laughs> he was delirious. <laughs> this time last year, got it. Uh, it. It's funny. This weekend, personally, was a great weekend for Laps fans. So I had my cousin come into town and visit, and uh, we watched SmackDown yesterday on Saturday, and he hasn't watched wrestling in over twenty years. He was, of course, big into it, and he got into UFC, and he kind of just, like, stepped away from it 20-plus years ago. He watched the entire episode of SmackDown, invested in the entire episode. Of course, the show started with the women's match, mm-hmm. and he sat down, and legit, by the time it was over, he was like, I can't believe I just watched two hours of wrestling. He super enjoyed it. That's a win. That just shows, I guess, how good SmackDown is. Then I get a text message last night from one of my guys that – Used to watch wrestling, hasn't watched it in a long time. And it was just, uh, he said, are y'all watching, are you watching AEW right now? I said, no, I'm going to watch, you know, late tonight or tomorrow morning. He said, it's so good. This was at a minute before the show ended. And he said, I love the idea of trio titles. So Collision is doing something very well also with the Laps fan, which is, so that's, that's really, really cool to see. We talk about a lot on the show how this is like the next boom period wrestling is super hot and i had two case studies without even trying to have a case study this weekend of man all right so these are folks who don't watch that saw something they really really enjoyed so shout out to wwe and AEW for that let's get into it i'm gonna ask you guys right off top were you happy with the explanation in the segment with the bloodline from smackdown this past friday night I'm a popular what an hour removed from actually watching SmackDown. I'm completely okay with hours it. removed. We watched Collision. Oh, we did so you watch. Had, you had a little bit of okay, time yeah. with digesting. Okay. Um, I'm completely fine with it. I am 100 completely fine with it because he even said, um, "I don't want you to be an egotistical, maniacal asshole like Roman Reigns." So, and he said that with some passion and conviction. So at that point, yeah, Roman thought it was funny. He did <laughs> not, but. <laughs> But no, I, I, I'm okay. I am completely okay with it. I know you guys are going to be dissatisfied with my answer, um, but... You think I so? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, you shouldn't be, but you guys are sometimes act like you don't know who I am, and we haven't been friends for like 50 years. <laughs> yeah, brand like new. Yeah, brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, brand new, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm kind of uh, in the middle. It was kind of meh for me, right? I'm like, it wasn't... Because, you know, going into it, I wasn't 
particularly happy with the finish and potentially mm-hmm. where where it will go, right? I don't want to see the Twins beef. I know that maybe that's what they want to do. And it seems like that's the direction we're going into. Um, but it was just it was just there for me. I mean, I wasn't down on it. I wasn't high on it. It was kind of what I expected. I didn't expect Jay to quit. I don't know where that's going. But mm-hmm. you know, it was just it was just there for me. What what do you think, Matt? So before I had a chance to see it, uh one of our guys, friends of the show, Jalen on Twitter, had sent a message and all I saw was the <laughs> first sentence. And the first sentence was, The hell I just bleep and watch. I'd been better off if Jimmy had, and then I, and then it stopped. I was like, all right, I'm not going to read it oh, until I watch perfect, it. Right? Perfect. Perfect. Right? Yeah. That's cool. So I'm sitting there watching the segment. And uh, so to, to finish what he said, he said, I'd rather been better off if Jimmy had just gave the Rikishi 2000 explanation <laughs> when he ran over Stone Cold. I did it for the rock. But instead of rock, just say Roman. <laughs> so I'm watching. Rikishi and, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Did I love the explanation? No. Did I hate it? No, I didn't hate it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the explanation because like that's that's a real thing, right? Like I didn't want you to turn into this guy, so I did this. The reason why I didn't love it is because man, you had ample opportunity to talk to Jay about being a tribal chief, like you had over a month before this, you had like two months when you kicked Roman to be like, hey, don't just go down that path. So then that opens up the, the can of worms of, oh, so you didn't think Jay could actually win. No, I was about to say and that. He, that's what it was. And when he was about to win, yep, yep. that's when you decide mm-hmm. to do what you do. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess, I, guess I, I was happy that it wasn't, um, it didn't completely throw away the past my my initial worry was like oh hell like okay are we doing this whole thing where he's back with roman etc etc um so it was okay like it was okay now i did i'll tell you what the segment had more intensity and physicality Dude, than the SummerSlam i was about to match. say that <laughs> sure did it roman had was more, more physicality and more intensity than that SummerSlam main event so I was it's happy with that. Yep. I, I, I was absolutely happy with that. But no, I, I thought I thought it was cool. You know, Jimmy pouring his heart out and then Jay kicking his head off his, his head. And then, okay, so now where do we go with the whole deuces, deuces? Jay says, like, I'm out of Bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown. I'm out of WWE. Looks like they have pulled him to the uh, alumni section on WWE.com. He is now no longer advertised for any shows in August and any shows he was previously um, announced for, he is no longer announced for. Where do we think this story is going? I looked at this as, all right, this must be a pause on the bloodline story. And maybe this is the way they get to trying to hold this off until mania. Maybe they get to trying to hold this off until the Rumble. And maybe maybe Jay is gone for a few months. So when he said that, what was your guys' first thoughts and impressions? My first thought is that you ain't going anywhere. You're under contract, buddy. 
Maybe not. Maybe Tony Khan's going to scoop him up and he's going to show up in two weeks to all all in. 85,000 people in Wembley. What was, it, what, was, what was his name? What was his name be? It can't be Jey Uso. What, what would they call him? They just call him Uso. They like, call him Fatu. Jimmy. They call him, can they get away with saying Jimmy Uso? <laughs> Jimmy, no, Jimmy Fatu. Jimmy Fatu. Jay Fatu. Yeah, I see, I, yeah. I see Jay Fatu. Yeah, he's 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 all elite. He gets his all elite graphic. Hey, well. did y'all know that? Uh, um, is it? I about to say Rakishi. He's not Rakishi. Umaga's son started wrestling. Yes, I was telling them about that just a few weeks ago, and I don't know if you did you get a chance to see the clip that was floating around from his match. I saw the entrance. I didn't see the whole match. I saw the entrance. He had a presence about him that you would think he'd been doing this for a little bit of time. Yeah, and now and that was his first match. I'm like, damn man, they just got it. Like that's their mm-hmm. thing. The Samoans are just incredible pro wrestlers. The you know, like and that, you just can't run. Yeah, you just can't run away from it. Um, so do y'all? So so what y'all think? Do do we think that? Jay really is going to be gone for a significant amount of time, which basically pauses the bloodline story. Do we think that, okay, Jay is gone, but then the bloodline story somehow keeps going? Or do we think like Jay will be back before payback and whatever? I would like to see what happens on next week on SmackDown. And that's, they're doing a fantastic job, right? I have to tune in next week to find out. I can't see you taking Jay off TV for long because then, now are we going to then see Roman? Is Roman not going to be on TV, or is he going to be on TV to to take place of Jay? Well, he, he wasn't know. advertised anyway. Yeah, so that's like it's hard for me to believe that, that you would take both of them off to try to prolong the story. So I thought about something as I was watching this this episode, and this I was just trying to understand my feelings. Right, this is the first time that I've kind of um, been flat on the Bloodline story, um, and I was wondered how many other people felt that way. I was flat on the finish coming out of SummerSlam. I was flat on where they might go on Friday just because I can kind of guess where they might go. And I wasn't interested in any of my guesses. You know, I, I felt like they, they dropped the ball in Mania, right? So there's a couple of different things that I just kind of been flat on with Bloodline. So in a lot, in some ways, I'm not sure what's going on with Jay. I didn't expect him to say, you know, deuces, ooses, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But maybe it might be a good pause. For the bloodline is so they can kind of regroup and come back with uh um with a highly engaged story you know i, I looked at uh the other day kurt angle had spoke on the bloodline storyline um i say? think he, he said something to the fact of they said that there's like they're like in the middle inning or something like that but bottom of the third like they they're he, bottom, bottom of the third, third inning he, yeah he feels like they're like yeah they, they they're kind of they kind of ran out of story and now they're searching to kind of, you know, get back to to relevancy. And then, you know, Paul Heyman shot back at him. Some, something about, uh, uh, you know, you're trying to figure out. At a, what did he? Did you? I know you saw the. Clip, no, I, I, no, I haven't. I haven't seen this. Let me let me try oh, to look up real quick. Heyman had uh, actually slipped my mind. Oh, side note. So I, I got a new drink for you guys. I'm a margarita man now, and I don't think my body can handle margaritas. To kill you. Because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, to kill you, I kill you. Because um, it only took a little bit to get me right, but uh, I just felt all out of sorts. Uh, on in addition to that, hold on a second. Um, so are you, so are you are you saying like you're sipping on a margarita right now? No, no. I or are you hungover from the margarita? No, are you, are you hungover? <laughs> like this, you wouldn't see me right now <laughs> if I was sipping on a margarita right now. But yeah, and then on top of that, I had all of the my, my brother in law's kids over last night. 
They didn't go to bed till like two o'clock in the morning. We watched SmackDown at one o'clock in the morning. So we can talk about that a little after we get out through the Bloodline storyline. So your boy ain't had a lot of sleep. And this, my margarita mix. Oh my God. But anyway. I, real quick. So here we go. Got? Uh, Kurt Angle gave his perspective on the Bloodline ongoing story. He said, the storyline is great. I love it. But I think Heyman was full of shit. I think they're in the eighth inning and they're stressed. There he was. They're making up shit now. That's what I believe. Paul Heyman, I know him. Yeah, I know that he's probably going crazy right now. What do we do next? Heyman quote tweeted and said, no matter what inning we're in, at least we're not looking for exposure through the next old timers day. Damn. Yikes. Ooh. Then he put amen. And just for the record, I typed this tweet with a broken freaking fingernail. Ah. <laughs> uh, I thought you yikes. Know that was, yeah. So yeah. Everybody, everybody's shooting. Can't we all just get along? Yeah. So, but so that he didn't deny it. Oh, no, because he can't. Now, so this is what I think. So to your, so to that point, you remember I said when we did our uh, SummerSlam post show, I said, okay, this was the first time where I felt like they stumbled a little bit and the story that maybe they had written down didn't cross over. It didn't come across good. What I meant by that was we know every major pay-per-view, there's been a major thing that happened. You started the Rumble, Sammy, right? Then you go Elimination Chamber, you go Mania, it's Cody. Then you go... Tag match with the bloodline. You go bloodline civil war. So on paper, I am sure when they say, okay, we get to SummerSlam, we're going to go Jay Roman. Jimmy's going to turn on Jay. That could look good on paper. This was the first time the execution just was like, uh, 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 I don't know about this, man. Like I saw a lot over the past week of, Hey, has the bloodline story ran its course? Are we over the bloodline? No, we're not. We're not over, but this was the first time that something major happened where we were kind of like, Ooh, that wasn't major enough. So then you follow what? up that with what we saw on SmackDown. And Jay, okay, you kicked Jimmy after Jimmy gave his, which was a really strong promo too, I think, from Jay. It, it felt real, like, even times where he pulled the mic down from his mouth so you didn't get, like, the last word of his, his promo because he had that feeling to it. And then for him to say, all right, I'm out. And now we're left with, hey, they may have paused this Bloodline story until... Now words coming out a few days ago that SummerSlam may be war games. I'm I am going to assume that the bloodline is not involved in that. So now yeah. you're like, damn, do we pause? Are they pausing this to close to Royal Rumble to heat it back up to get to, to Mania? So I know we were all high on the bloodline. We were all super excited for SummerSlam. We were like, man, ten out of ten. Hey, is Jay a, a legit main eventer on his own? He's been showing flashes. And we talk about how wrestling can be cynical and it goes in cycles. We went from that two or three weeks ago to now saying like, oh, I don't don't know. I'm not completely disengaged from the bloodline. I I did enjoy that segment. Go back to it. I I don't know if it was the best explanation. But now seeing that, hey, this may be a legit thing of Jay being gone for a while. It's like, whoa, okay. Was that the best way to end this chapter of the bloodline. And I don't know if it is now, if now, if we look at it and say, okay, did they set themselves up for a bloodline list WWE for the next 60, 90 days? And now you say to yourself, maybe this is why the LA night push wasn't happening until now. So you're saying that then we're probably not going to see Jimmy J Roman solo or Paul Heyman for a while. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm thinking because solo still with Roman. Yeah. They didn't mention anything about the spirit piece. 
uh, that he hated, which he was right on, from SummerSlam. They didn't mention any type of dissension in the ranks there. Jimmy didn't touch Roman. He just said, I don't want anything from you. So, like, there's there's not a story to tell with right. those three right, 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 right now. Right. I see that. The story, is, right. the story is Jay. And the story is still Jay and Roman because of their physicality. So that was the other thing I was looking for. Okay, what does Jay and Roman do in that? And we saw some good physicality with the spear and the Superman punch and things of that nature. So this may be on a pause. So now it may make sense where you go, all right, LA Knight's red hot. Okay, you can run with LA Knight. I mean, they got some some people that, that that's over. Hey, it looks like Bray Wyatt could be coming back. Uh, shout out to Bray Wyatt, man. The word came out that whatever illness he was dealing with was career and life-threatening. Mm-hmm. So, man, oh, man, like, Shout out to him for getting through that, it looks like. And they're saying that now there is some storylines being floated around. He's coming back. We know how big of a name he is. You definitely probably need to put him on SmackDown. And we see that there is no such thing as a draft anymore because uh, LA Knight is showing up wherever he wants to and whoever, whoever. We got Bobby back mm-hmm. with the suit profits. Mm-hmm. So if there's any time for the WWE to be without the bloodline, this may be the perfect time. So we'll see. Like, but yeah, I got that too. Because like with with no J, we already knew that Roman's going to be off TV for a while, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to see Jimmy without Jay because he needs those two um, antagonists or protagonists, whatever it is. Yeah, we're going to be out without Bloodline. But I'll tell you who they got, and they brought they back on uh, SummerSlam was Edge. Crowd went hype on edge. Let me tell you, you let me tell you what was fun. What was fun you, you for me last one. night? No, no, no. You still can't be no Rodizia. You still cannot you still cannot go do the cricket one. Go do the crickets one. Go do the crickets one. Wow. Thank you. No, don't go, do that. Go, it wasn't, hey, it wasn't crickets over here because like, man, let me tell you, these little no, kids, <laughs> these little kids over here were on fire. Man, they were hype. For edge? I mean, for edge. For Seamus. Yeah, I oh man! So <laughs> now, like, do do they know Edge from like? Have they been watching like Peacock? Do they know Edge from like his old stuff, or are they just like excited about like his latest run? Is it like what is it? I wasn't able to kind of follow up on why the eruption, but these kids got hype. Like wow, I, it was awesome. uh, that's awesome. I, I had two my uh, my oldest son and my niece were sitting watching with me. Um, behind me we have like a little uh, like a little game center at the table and. The other kids were playing games with my wife and my brother-in-law. And the other kids came up from around the game table, and they're running around, and they're flexing, and they're hollering, man. Wow. I mean, wow. they were off the chain. It was an affection. It was nice energy. I haven't had that that kind of energy in this house for wrestling in a long-ass time. I sure don't bring it half the time. <laughs> but these kids, they were off the chain for Edge. So Edge had something for the kids, and the crowd was right there with them. We should have, you know what we should have did? Are the kids there? No, they just left. Damn. It would, how awesome would it have been to put them on a podcast and, and ask, ask them, them why they like this? Yeah. I would, because I would just love mm-hmm. to know, like, you don't know Edge, because the reason why I was, and this is why, man, I was so upset about his heel turn. And yes, it spurred the Judgment Day, which is a fantastic group. I get that. But this is why I hated it, because nobody wants, besides Rhodesia, wants to boo Edge. You know what I mean? Like this guy, we know legit was the first person that we had seen in the modern era that had to retire at a young age as champion, top of his game because of an injury. He comes back. Everybody's excited to see him at the Rumble. Has a great uh, story with Orton that lasted right after that WrestleMania. And then we fast forward, blah, blah, blah. We know the story. But then it's like, okay, now we're just supposed to boo this guy 
and he's coming with the you people promo. It's like, no, man, like everybody loves you outside of Rhodesia. This is what we want from you. And just to watch him out there, like my man is, he's having the time of his life. He's, yeah. he's so enjoying himself. He is taking it in. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. And then the shame is peace. Uh, I mean, all of it, man. I, I thought it was fantastic. So all I, all I had kind of thought was like, man, Edge is the man. I don't know what him and Seamus does next week. I'm going to assume this maybe leads to something else afterwards, but I love the story of how they got there to it. I loved it was unadvertised Yeah, that he showed up because you had that genuine uh, excitement and emotion from the crowd. I, I loved all of it. I, I loved all of it. So I'm, I'm put me in the kids group. I am right there with the kids. So I loved all of it, but one thing, I felt like they disrespected that that whole segment. This background noise gets on my goddamn nerves. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. Like yeah. the the sound and the feel of Edge and Shame is because it was genuine brotherhood. They've been they've been it's down like, this road for like, like 20 years. Yeah. Or you know you know what I should do? I'm gonna just have this plan for the rest of the hold on a second. I'm gonna have this plan for the rest of the pod behind us, like really low. And this is what SmackDown sounds like. Yeah, and it's so frustrating because just like that. That's not the vibe that Edge and Sheamus was giving off. They were telling a true story. They were welcoming, welcoming us into their story that we were privileged to hear. That was a great segment for me. But this is all you hear right now is just, this constant like noise. That. Like, it's, it's so frustrating. Like, turn that off. For those two guys who are veterans, let them handle whatever happens in the crowd. They're veteran enough to figure that out. I, I, I hated that. That was so disrespectful I, to them. And I really think, and E, you can tell me what you think. I really think, if, if you have a thought on it, I think it's, they were trying to be proactive because they were just talking in the ring, right? That wasn't your typical wrestling promo. It was, we're having a conversation. And I think maybe they were worried that they may lose the crowd and maybe the crowd starts a what's chanting or, or something like that. And then that takes away from the segment. So they're like, all right, we're just going to put the, the can audio on them and just let it go. But it was, to me, it was really clear that I was like, man, this is taken away from this segment. This, it is this, so taken yeah. away from it. They disrespected that. So look, I'm not going to come up here and disrespect Edge. I just don't like Edge. What WWE did on SmackDown, they disrespected your boy Edge. Hey, that was a long talk segment, man. Like I didn't mind that can stuff. See? See? <laughs> <laughs> He's the same way. <laughs> you know what, thing. WWE? I'm sorry, because evidently it works. <laughs> hey, they was telling these flat-ass jokes, man. I'm like, oh, Lord. I he can't stand the that background way. cheers. I was like, put, put, put E into the pro uh, dummy background crowd noise, noise hey, in the background. Hey, <laughs> hey, real, hey, real talk. So, like, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have kept the kids up as late as we were. I was expecting them to go to bed hours ago. Uh-huh. Um, but my but my but my wife and brother in law, I guess um like they're um they're heading back to uh Canada next weekend. So I guess they were trying to give them one last time to really hang out because mm-hmm. they're gonna be going um back home pretty soon. But my five year old, he was knocked out. It was he tried to hang as long as he could, but he was knocked out. So I was like, Oh, this is a good time for me to go ahead and put him in the bed while they doing this little talking segment. And, you know, let me go ahead came and back. Him. did you come back and they were still talking? No, Lord, no! I got to the commercial. I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, after the commercial, was that when Austin Theory lost his belt to a unadvertised opponent? I, last Damn, time I Theory? checked, last time I checked, Rey Mysterio Theory. retired because he was injured permanently. Ooh, my man had a concussion one week and the U.S. champ the next week. Damn, Theory! Oh, was was it a concussion? That was wrong yeah. with Ray. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought it was something different. I'm like, what what I miss here? Like, you suck so bad, Austin Theory, <laughs> that you lost to an injured person. <laughs> like, man. What the hell? Uh, well, we got the belt off of him. 
Yep. So we have reset number three of Austin Theory, which is okay. Yep. Which is okay. so now I wonder. I wonder. Do we get? Uh, is this kind of where we get a little bit of animosity between Santos and and Ray? Yeah. Because this was my my shot. I beat you. You know, a few weeks ago. Now you're champ. I mean, the story's there if they want to tell that. But um, I don't know. But I, I when when it was Ray, it, it never really dawned on me. Like, oh, three is losing a Ray. And then the one, right. two, three hit, I was like, damn, Theory lost the Ray. <laughs> what the Sheesh. Hell? So what's next? What's next hey, for the Austin right Theory? For, like, uh, nobody really cares about a rematch between two. Austin Theory and Ray Mysterio. Maybe he'll join the like, real Black Combat Club or the, the real BCC. <laughs> <laughs> he always represents A Town up, A Town down, right? Or whatever. So maybe he can get a pass to the barbecue. Sheesh. Well, I mean, hey, thoughts and prayers to Austin Theory. I don't think he's sick or anything, but he's he's got to figure it out. I saw uh, I saw a really cool tweet. Speaking of theory, because uh, talking about champions, uh, let me shout him out, uh, Michael GB one eight two on Twitter. Uh, we he had sent us a message about the last podcast. Said great podcast. I think if they if they did do Cody versus Seth and Cody wins, then Priest could cash in to get the belt off Cody. And then still face Roman at WrestleMania 40. I think Priest will cash in at any point Seth loses, whether it's Cody, Shinsuke, or Drew. I bring that up now because the U.S. title, right? So we'll see kind of what that looks like. But I think after I read that, I think I figured out how this ends. With, And we haven't said this yet. Nobody has said this that I've seen or heard with the Judgment Day and the cash-in. Finn's going to cost Priest his cash-in. May not be popular. I think then that is the, all right, something's got to get, all right, we, we, can't, we can't do this anymore. I think that's your way out. I don't think Priest is ready to be top champion right now. I would hate if he cashed in on the IC belt or the U.S. title. I, that, that would be stupid. But we know with Seth, uh, Gunther, you know, the top dogs on Raw. I don't know if we really look at Priest as a top dog that can carry a brand. That's the way to, to get the briefcase off of him. Still further the Finn Priest storyline, probably turn Priest's face in the in how it goes, and then, you know, off to the races with Priest. But when I, when I, was, when I read that, I was thinking, like, that's the way to do it. Probably not popular, once again, but I don't think I've heard anybody say, like, Oh, Finn's going to cost Priest. Because we know Finn is, he's showing that jealous streak right now. And that it makes sense for, for the storyline arc. And also, too, if Bloodline is gone, Judgment Day was already, like, carrying kind of the, the stable WWE piece. I guess now it's like, hey, a little bit more on your guys' plate. I don't think they'll be on SmackDown, but it could be, like, still more eyes now on Judgment Day. So... And maybe I missed it. So you said Finn's going to cost Damien his money in the bank. His cash in. Yep, his cash in. See, I just, I feel like one of them need to be holding something soon. Mm -hmm. I really feel that way. So then if he cashes, Finn already lost his opportunity of being champion. And if you're saying that he's going to cost Priest to lose his, and now you, none of them have, they're not holding anything. See, I, I always picture Judgment Day with all of them holding something. And I thought that's that's when I thought Finn was going to actually win the championship. You have Priest with the money in the bank, and you have Rhea and Dom. 
that that'd be kind of disappointing for me just as how that's sounding right now. I'm still there for it, but I would be a little disappointed, I think. Goddamn, pal. You don't have to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, L.A. Knight had another good night, Mm -hmm. which was good to see. Just another step forward with him. Got a chance to. Hey, man, you want to A.E.? Actually, I'll let you have this. Top dollar. Hit roll. Take it away. What about, LA, what about LA Knight? He had a good night. He yeah. had a good night against Top Dollar. Top Dollar made him look good. Uh, took the finish good. That finish is kind of hard to take because it can look funky. He laid out for it, looked good. He got on the mic and cut a promo afterwards, called him Uncle Phil again, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so, like I said, another, another good night for LA Knight. Uh, I thought he did well. And uh, the reactions, man, that he gets. It's up there. I, I think he's probably still got the pop. Well, maybe Edge got the pop of the night. So the sustained pop of the night. But the instant reaction pop, I think, goes to LA Knight. You know what? You, you know, um, a couple of things you you, you mentioned. Um, I didn't really get to touch on the Judgment Day thing. I feel like it's kind of the end of days for the Judgment Day mm. in a lot of ways, right? Like, I, I like the the theory that you, you guys came up with. Um, but when we think about SmackDown... Sure, we got Elliot Knight, definitely. I can see that's the reason why they kind of maybe paused his ascension. Because mm-hmm. now it's, it's a time for they can really focus in on it, especially if you don't have Roman, Jay, and the rest of the bloodline to kind of dominate the the starting uh, end of the shows. Then now we have the Soup Prophets and Bobby, right? We can kind of focus on them, get that stable going. So there are some, they do have like some some shots of energy for that show, they can kind of focus on to kind of give us some time until we get to Bloodline. And LA Knight's one of them. That finisher, he's figured it out because that fin- that finish, a lot of people have tried it. Uh, I believe that um, John Moxley back in the day originally had a variation of that, and it always mm-hmm. looked weird. I think That's it funky. comes down to how the person takes it. Yes. And so LA Knight has, has able, was able to kind of figure out how we can execute that move and get his opponents to kind of get in the right position for it because it's a nice little stone cold stunner rko type mix yeah right so he's kind of figured that out but we know the one thing that i'm kind of interested on is all right so if we're not going to have roman and the bloodline are we going to go another four to five months with no title defenses is, is ray mysterio going to be the going to be the champion for smackdown that's a great call but see, that's why I can't see that. I understand what y'all are saying. And maybe that would make sense to kind of stop and pause the bloodline if you want to bring it to Mania. But oh, I just can't see us not seeing bloodline at all. Because then that's a slippery slope of, okay, so they're not on TV anymore. And if these other people get over the way they get over, yeah, you're going to come back to your hero's welcome. But then are you going to lose a lot of that momentum? And I, I don't know. I don't think they would take that chance. But who well, am I? Well, I mean, but even if not... And I'm going to use the word hold held hostage, but the bloodline is holding the universe title hostage anyway, because the story is only through the bloodline. So even say if they don't go away, but we know Roman's not uh, defending at payback. We know he's not going to defend. I forgot what October is. Roadblock? Or I, for, yeah. I forgot. What's that? Oh, no. I was um, hell in a cell. That's they, like they're, they're bringing ago. it back, whatever it is, in October. Um, so then that takes you to Survivor Series. So even if they aren't gone... The next title offense would be 
Survivor Series and it'll be something Bloodline related. So SmackDown still doesn't have a title for the community, for the group. It's the title is on the show because it's Bloodline related. So now that does take us to, all right, the U.S. title is the title. And that's not to say we know Ray's a legend. Like, that's not to say that Ray can't handle that. But to your point, when you have L.A. Knight, you're going to have Bobby. You're going to have the Profits. Um, I'm missing somebody on SmackDown. There's other people that's pretty big. I mean, you got you can throw AJ in there. Um, it looks like they're still pretty high on Karrion Cross. He had a video package mm-hmm. before his match, so you got Cross. I mean, they they got some talent. Sheamus is on there. The Brutes are on there. Um, Edge so is maybe back. yeah, Edge is Edge is there. So I, I I guess you could really really elevate the U.S. title in these next few months. We see they've done it with IC belt. I mean, that IC title is back to what prestige. we remember as kids. Royalty or for me, and prestige. As kids, Macho Man, you know, running it, you know, like that. Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels in the 90s. They're, they're, they're back to that. But that's a good question. That, that's a really, really good question. And I guess we'll find out soon. I guess maybe this could just be for uh, Escobar to get it and then to run with the another hill faction but then we got too many hills okay so if we if we'll, you talked about a few weeks ago he happens with ray and and now escobar gets into a feud although you'll turn heel they're heel bobby and the suit profits look like they're absolutely hills that's mm-hmm. that's going to get cheered i can't see people booing them uh but there it looks like they're a hill stable judgment day are is a hill stable bloodline is a hill stable kind of Right, yeah, half of them, um, half of them are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the, there's no face stables right now. It's but you know, face face stables don't really work anyway. Well, you do. You got um, AJ in the club. Oh, well, right, quick right, question. They don't work. Uh, you, you you asked for this earlier. Yeah, but wait, no, no. I I think I was sleeping on him. So okay, no, wait. Let me start all over. Let me preposition that whole statement. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Have y'all paid attention to AJ Styles' body? In regards to what? How much more muscular he looks. Like, maybe I've been sleeping on him the last Mm. couple months, but I was watching him today, last night, Mm. whatever, and I'm like, this dude is huge. To me, he's much bigger than what he used to be. So, again, maybe because I've been sleeping on him this whole time, or maybe he, again, maybe they say, hey, we're about to push you again. And this is his way of building his body back up. I don't you know if y'all know. noticed that. Yeah, I haven't noticed. No. Do you, like, do you like that road difference in his size? Do you like it? He's still crickets yeah. for me right now, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's huge. He's a huge cricket. So I can take that. He's he's always been kind of a, a thick guy, though. Yeah, but it looked different this time around. Hmm. Yeah, I can't say I noticed. Hey, I do know that Scarlett took a hell of a bump over that announcer's table. Shout out to her. Oh, snap. Sheesh. I had to rewind there. I was like, whoa, did she just take all that? And she took all of it. She she took all of it. Uh, last thing candy I have. Shot. No, I mean, and I, that was the other reason why I rewound it, just to make sure, because I wanted to make sure it was family Wait, friendly. What'd you say? You know, shot? No, what? He, shot? he said, no. not one panty shot. <laughs> Dang. Uh, last thing I had on Oh, and I, wait, and I talk about sweatpants. Well, yeah, I mean, but and, we and he get back. said it, and you appear rewinding look, it to see if you see a panty shot. No, I rewound it. Just no, I said I wanted to make sure that it was still family friendly. The show is TV PG now. Okay, okay. If, so if there was a panty shot, I would have to go to the FCC and say, "Look, you got to go wow. to TV 14. I can't have my son out here watching 
this type of content when it's rated TV PG. So I was Got just it. doing the job for the community. Got My it. three um, young nieces were watching that show. See, there Got it, it is. Got it. There it is. Got it. I see. Uh, I also, I, I, I laughed. I thought it was funny that they wanted to stamp that EO is still a heel after getting the one of the pops of the night at, at SummerSlam. They wanted to make sure that they let us know, like, nope, they're still bad. Because mm-hmm. they came out and, of course, interrupted Asuka and Charlotte, which was, they were having a really good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ia goes through, like, I always say, like, EO is so funny because when she she does, like, her uh, taunts and such, it looks like a video game to me. It looks like somebody just hit the button and she does her taunt. <laughs> and after she hit her move, she did the flip, then she did another flip. And then, like, she started jumping up and down. I was like, man, somebody's going hard on that controller. They are spamming. They that tap the analog stick they over, are sta- and over and over and over again. <laughs> but, uh, which, I loved it. I-, I thought it was great. But, yeah, looks like uh, they are still heels. And I- it was good to see Dakota there. Yeah. I guess she said she's not getting cleared to wrestle till next year, though. Like, she's far off. She ain't getting that ring. Yeah. She did not she's get in that ring. She's far off from uh, physical activity. But it-, it was really, really fun to see them still together. But, yeah, looks like they're, they're heels. What else y'all got from uh from SmackDown? That hit all my bullet points. Same. Mm-hmm. Hey, before we transition to um to AEW, that's, that's where we're going mm-hmm. next. I just got a quick question for you guys. Side wrestling question. Okay. Over the weekend, basketball hall of fame, Pog saw Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Haka. and Davinsky all got inducted. And it's been a lot of scuttlebutt because your boy Paul Pierce has been in his feelings. Don't say my boy. I I can't stand Paul Pierce. He's been funny at times after I can't stand him. But yes, go ahead. But he's been in his feelings and he feels in his heart of hearts that he's better than Dwayne Wade. So I just got a quick question for you guys. We ain't got to get to you. This is a wrestling podcast. You can't think that. There is... it's fucking impossible. He thinks he's better than Dwayne Wade. So I, I guess I already know your answer. So you you, you got a pickup team. Oh my bad. Team. I'm sorry. You got a, you got a pickup team. Okay. You got one spot left, and for whatever reason, Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce are left. Come Who on, you man. picking? In their prime. It, it, it ain't even. No, I will take Dwayne Wade at his worst in Dang. the NBA, and Paul Pierce at his best, and still give oh. me Dwayne Wade. Okay, whoa, whoa. So that's so that's you know, you know, D-Way had some his last couple years was really long. I remember, I remember, but I also know that Paul Pierce did nothing before uh Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett got to Boston. I also know that too. And now all of a sudden you want to talk cash like like you're the man. Paul Pierce is not not great. Paul Pierce was a a, a, Paul Pierce was a good player. He was a good player. It was a great player. It was a great player. Yep. I think that I, I think you full of Hyperbole, as we call that hyperbole. I think you feel a hyperbole as far as taking Dwayne Wade at his worst. Uh, it give is me, a no-brainer. Give, give me it's a no-brainer. Cavaliers, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> mm, give no. me, give me Doodoo Brown. But see, but, but, Cleveland but, but, Cavaliers but, but, jersey. You can't Dwayne act Wade. like this. We from Detroit. We're from Detroit. We are bad boys in our core. You can't tell me though that a part of Paul Pierce's presence on the court. Then make you feel kind of reminiscent. I mean, Dwayne Wade to me didn't play defense. Now, again, I might be off and I might miss be misspeaking. He was a pure shooter. He'll get you whatever you needed. He'll take the ball over. He'll run that team if he needed to. That's why this is a no-brainer. I'm going with Wade. There's no doubt about it. But I still remember there are times that when we went against Boston, I could not stand Paul Pierce because he was doing something 
tough, snake, like snake-like and shady and all that. So, I mean, that's still like the bad boys to me. And that's what I remember first about, about NBA and basketball was the Pistons and the bad boys. So you can't take that from him. He's in his feelings. He's feeling himself, but he's not full, completely off base. E, what's your answer? Oh, I, I, I had to. I preface it at their best, right? Because the last four years for D Wade, he wasn't D Wade anymore. But at his prime, and he had about a good eight year stretch. I looked at his his stats. So he started really kind of old for NBA player. Uh, he started in the league at twenty two. I thought he was a little bit younger. I thought he was like twenty when he started, but he was twenty two. Yeah, I thought so too. When he came into the league. Yeah, he was twenty two. So you know, and for me, I didn't notice a, like a dip in D Wade until he got in his thirties, which is pretty common for a lot of guards in the league when you get in your 30s your early 20s you start losing a little bit of that athleticism so you need that your smartness and things of that nature to kind of keep you scoring at a high level so but from 22 to 30 d-way was like the man out there and i'll put that run right against paul pierce at the same time period because I thought d-way can do a little bit of everything now i know he was known for his offense but he he was a decent defender um, and I don't think Paul Pierce was really known for being a great defender back when his prime as well. I think he became a better defender as he got older. Um, but definitely D Wade is my guy, but I'm not as sour on him as uh Matt is right now. I am lately, right. okay, he acting he's acting the ass right now. He's doing a little, <laughs> he's doing way too much on social media, the girlfriend apps and everything he's talking about and all this negativity. It's no point. It's no reason for it. I mean, the, the dude got fired off of ESPN. I mean, he's he's on a. You talk about an older black man who should be kind of uplifting, like other young black players, or showing them a way, right? Showing positivity how you should behave, especially in and outside the court. He's not doing that right now. I don't know what he's on, but he needs to get off that. He needs to bring come back to some positivity and up and uplift his culture. <laughs> well, he's on. He's on alcohol. Um, he's definitely <laughs> on that. But uh, and and, the, and it's the tweed too. He on that tweed because he got a he got a thing. There's nothing wrong with the tweed if that's what you own. But hey, we know it's all about he content. a whole lot. He we know it's all about and content. I think, I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I think he's just trying to stay relevant at this point. Yeah, I'm sure he's putting <laughs> content out there. But the same way I was on uh, fuck gravity a couple weeks ago, I'm on fuck Paul Pierce this week, and that's how that's how I feel about it. Hey, I don't know anything about what's happening with Paul Pierce, so this is kind of funny. But I kind of don't know what's really happening. So it sounds like he has an alcohol problem and maybe a marijuana problem. <laughs> He's like got everything problem. You, yeah, just just you can just Google like Paul okay. Pierce, and, I, and I'm sure instead of how good of an NBA player <laughs> he is, it'll pop up the situations he's had over the last like few months and such. Got it. Okay. Um, all right. So let's look at AEW Collision. I just love Collision, man. Like I, I say it every week. But everything that, like, happens on Wednesday that I don't like, Collision fixes it, and then they make it better. They really do. They, they, they really, really do. I, I thought the show was great. Ricky Starks, mm. sir. <laughs> sir. Yes. Ricky Starks. Bravo, my brother. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Now I I I I I'm very confused and I'm going to wait to see how it plays out. I'm super confused on how he doesn't have a match at your biggest show ever. I'm gonna hold out because he said, Hey, I have a manager's license and it's on come next week. So we that gotta was assume hilarious. somebody's 
we got to assume somebody's coming. But damn, did he kill? Hey, that did he get suspended? Yeah, he got suspended for thirty days for putting as hands a wrestler. On as a wrestler. Yep. As a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. As a wrestler. Um, but not having him wrestle on All In, I'm going to. We can talk about this on Wednesday's pod. I'm going to change my expectation of what All In is going to be. I was going into this a uh, month ago, two months ago, like this is going to be AEW's biggest show they've ever done. And statistically, it will be. Number-wise, it will be. But I was talking about also like matches. I'm like, hey, if this is going to be the, bis- the biggest show they've ever put together. I no longer think that's the case. I think some of that is all I'll be in a week later. But I also think some of that also too is uh, – this is going to sound a little rough, but piss poor, like, storyline booking time period. I love, thank you, Ricky, for doing what you did, but you can't find a match for Ricky Starks on the, your biggest show in history. So when he said that, and I'm looking, I look at my watch, I'm like, man, today is August 13th. And of course, I'm doing the math. I'm like, 30 days, he's missing all in and all out. And in that moment, I was like, all right, I got to stop looking at all in as biggest and the best show AEW can possibly put on. We are going to talk about MJF and Adam Cole wrestling twice on that show. I cannot wait to get your guys' thoughts and opinions on that. Maybe maybe we'll finish the AEW talk with that. So we're talking about Collision right now. But uh, I, I thought he did great with what he had. I'm excited to see what he is doing next week. Was that a big deal to you guys? Like, did you make the correlation when he said, I, I'm, you know, suspended from wrestling for 30 days that, damn, that means he's, he's missing Wembley and their biggest show in history. I thought that for a second. I'm like, wow, you're suspended for that long. And it was specific about the time frame. Um, but I was just still more in awe with how I'm not going to lie for a moment. I was a little bit worried that Ricky Starks was not going to be able to elevate again and watching his promo. I'm like, damn, he got it. Like he, he's good. Like he stepped to that next level again and elevated. And and to me, I was just more in shock and awe of wow, he's doing it and kind of like proud of him um, doing it for me to even realize, yeah, he's suspended for 30 days. He'll figure a way out. Just like how he figured out being a manager somehow, mm-hmm. he'll figure out how to get into a match. So, but I mean, you saying it like that, yeah, it sounds a lot, a lot different, but I was still thinking about other things. Slick Ricky. I'm so glad and happy that he's doing his thing on this show. And Collision is just a great show. It seems like they're really showcasing talent and putting them in the light they need to be in. Because, like, you know, every week we get to see you know, Ricky Starks go up a step. We get to see House of Black. How long have I been telling you guys, like, I need to see House of Black mm-hmm. every week on my TV? And some it's, it's eight of them. It's eight of them. Give me one of them a week. I don't care. Like, right? <laughs> All right now, every week I get to see House of Black. What a show. Back to Ricky. I'm not that concerned about him having a match at All In or All Out, to be quite honest with you, because you look at the, the cards, it's been in flux for some time. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about if you're going to put him on that show, like have it mean something for him. And he's kind of in a feud somewhat with Punk. Somewhat. Right. Right, and I think that the that feud has just there's this ebbs and flows to that storyline only because Punk is also building towards a match on the show with CM Punk. So for me, Ricky doesn't need to be on either one of those shows to continue to take a step because those are just matches, 
it's not just about matches. It's about character and story, and it's really character um, progression. I don't think he's going to get character progression in any one of those matches that he will be in. I think him continuing to show his butt on the microphone like he's doing, continuing to show his presence on the microphone and in the ring is what's going to continue to elevate him as a character. So, no, I'm good. Speaking of characters, Tony Storm is smoking her character. First off, she is doing. She is doing. She fantastic. should be suspended. For, well, I don't want her being suspended, but she should be suspended for thirty days for throwing, throwing the shoe. shoe. That shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's that not shoe. talent. That's not a wrestling talent. You can't do that. <laughs> that show. That shoe came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, but I'm really excited to see who he brings to Collision next week. You got a. Uh, Really, both both your guys. E, you got Redeemer, and you got the guy that needs redemption. What's your thoughts about Hobbs and Miro at uh, All Out? I'm just happy, man, with that show, Collision, man. They, I literally, you said it like pretty much all of my favorites are on this show, and they're doing something with all of them that makes kind of sense. I don't know about this Book of Hobbs thing, but I like the storyline that goes into. It's kind of like a biblical thing maybe i don't know mm-hmm. right but in miro's thing is he he was biblical right now he's kind of i don't know he's kind of turned his back on his god right and he doesn't need him and so it's, it's a perfect storyline you got this guy who's you know religious and anti-religious i'm um, going at it you know it's meat on meat at the pay-per-view you know we're gonna see what meat hits harder We're it's gonna be at. Right. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a a nice match. And how good does Hobbs look? You you if you man, he's worked really hard. And you, can I'm not see sure it. if you remember what he looked like when he started with uh on Dark, like how his body looked. But you oh, look I remember. at him now. Absolutely. Yep. Look at you look at him now. He's really changed his body. Really changed his he body. Looks, so he's putting great. in that work. Yeah. And it's not just his body, his character, his presence. He's elevating too, man. Wow, it's a lot of great things happening on this show. Radija, um, I know you're, I mean, I, I not want to speak for you. Uh, who are you a bigger fan of between Hobbs and Miro? Going into it, or before Miro left, probably Miro. Uh, but now it's Hobbs. It's definitely Hobbs. Um, first off, I don't know how I feel about Miro right now since his return. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel like with Miro because I don't see him that often. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent toward Miro right now. Actually, there's actually, I'll be honest, there's actually no investment in Miro for me right now. Oh. So Hobbs, yeah, it is, but it's the truth. But but that's not your fault. Uh, I mean, if we had to nitpick collision and say, hey, in the first you know month, is has there been a miss? It would it would be Miro because he's done nothing. He came mm-hmm. back at the uh, premiere show, then he had the one match with the one guy from Hobbs's old group, and that's it. So like, they he hasn't had anything to really sink his teeth into. So that that would make sense why you're not invested because now let's see oh this next couple weeks, right? If you are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been on Hobbs. Uh, so I, I was I was excited to see that. I, I, I really was. So I, I enjoyed that. Oh, but uh, and also I feel like. Hobbs is kind of figure out figuring out if he's a good guy or bad guy too. Because when they came out and jumped him, he kind of was just like over in a corner, like not like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. He kind of was like thinking like, 
Mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, so, then he, then, yeah, then he spine buster and then he did. Like, he did. Like, yeah, yeah but, like, but he was already back in the ring at that point, though. They threw him in the ring, but to me, I'm like, so, so then is Miro a bad guy? I me mean, again, like I said, I'm a little confused right now. But to answer that direct question, I'm over more with Hobbs, um, and in his body, it looks incredible. It's he, you can tell he's disciplined and he cares about it. So not saying nobody else doesn't care, but he completely cares about how his body looks. We talked about last week. Uh, I named Gunther like Mister Consistent. Like he should get the like Consistent Award of the Year. I think for like AEW, maybe like the breakout star of the year should be Willow. Hmm. Majority of people didn't really know who Willow was. You looking at my notes over R-O-H. here? Oh, you had that down? Yes. What, what you said? Would me read exactly what I have here? No. Okay, I, I, when I put here, I hit Willow. Nah. I, I, I feel like Willow is a much bigger star than Statlander and that maybe Willow should have had the TBS championship. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Do the, do the gunshot. Boom. Which one do you want? You want this one? Yeah, I said it. You think she's a bigger star? To me, just emotionally. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because again, Statlander has been gone. And then when she came back, mm. there was a whole lot of hype. Um, I think rightfully so. She was a, a fresh change. We knew that the TBS championship had to get off of um, Jade, but just Willow overall, like that breakout wow. star of the year. When you think about when the music hits, sorry, I just hit the microphone. When uh-huh. the music hits, no one hears Willow's music and be like, okay. Like it is exciting. It's fun. It brings you in. Remember, that was, the way ba- Remember that was the way Bailey was when she was yeah. in NXT and then Vince fucked her over. In yep. WWE and like nobody made cared. her a soccer mom. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, that was good times. Um, man, so who do I think is a bigger star? Well, Statlander is a bigger star right now, but I think Willow probably has a higher ceiling. To be honest with you, if they if they did it right, I do I do think that. But I enjoy the pairing of them together. That match was was really solid. It was another 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 good week mm-hmm. for women's wrestling after uh, having a few head scratcher weeks and we talked about it on our last pod uh between getting trish and becky this upcoming monday having oscar and charlotte on smackdown and then the women's tag match on collision thumbs up for for the, the women out there over the last couple of days uh where where would we want to see if you guys had the had the book you had the pencil what do you want to see with willow in the next before the year is up TBS champion. Yeah, I'll go with that. I actually like uh, Willow more than Chris. I told you guys <laughs> when Chris won uh, the championship that I didn't like the way they booked. I thought that was a bad booking decision the way they made her win it. Um, and she hasn't really done much with it since she's won. Whereas Willow, if you look at her, she's making the most out of every appearance, out of every match, out of every interview she's in. She's she's making the most out of everything she does. And this is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in New Japan, mm-hmm. wherever she goes, and on ROH, the match she had with Athena, I still didn't see it, but it had, you know, rave reviews. Like, she's making the most out of everything that she's doing. And that's not Chris. I mean, you can't deny Willow's, like, energy. Yeah. Like, it's it's her. And then when, then when she busts the smile for you, you're just like all in. You're like, wow. Pun intended. I, I kept it, yeah. I'm do, do, do. I, actually, I think I got the. Let me see. Here we go. 
Let me say it again. No. <laughs> that was horrible. Who me? Or you? <laughs> no. That... Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um It was something else that I was oh, um anything else off of collision before before we go to dynamite? Yo, that's y'all got. Like, those are my main things. Honestly, I liked everything going on. I could talk for 15 minutes about Christian, how he hit another home run on the microphone, and he's fantastic. I mean, we can go through all that. I, um, I think collision is is it's like we talked about this before, and then they brought up people who who are younger, who hasn't been a veteran for 10, 15 years too on a collision. But it's like going to collision. If you're booked for collision for that week, you know you got to bring your A game. And that's just what it feels like because even I've been kind of flat on the acclaimed and I actually was like, okay. Really good night with them too. Really good night. Like I could see this. I could see them again trying to elevate and get back relevant to the point where after the match was over, Max pretty much said as such, we're back. And then that, I guess they're called um, Iron Savages now. I I know them as Bear Country. Bear Country. But man, that match was really good. Like at first I was typing my notes about it. I'm like, they're being built as job. I shouldn't say jobbers, but they, we knew the claim was going to win. And I'm like, but they're like going in the ring. Like, like, and I know Boulder from independence, I guess that's how I would word it. But, and I know that he's, he's a big guy. He was good in the ring, but I'm, I was like, bravo to them. And that same match on dynamite would not have come across that way. It's something about that energy about if you're on collision, you got to bring your A game and it's just something special about collision. It just really is. Hey, I got two things actually. Uh, so I was watching. So after SmackDown went off, well, before SmackDown went off, you know, Edge came out, my brother-in-law asked like, Hey, what happened to Christian? I was like, Oh, he's on AEW. Oh, so he's trash now. Ooh. Wow. He's like, isn't that where all the trash wrestlers go? Who can't who can't who can't compete in WWE? I'm like, oh. So you that really weren't rough. so you know I he's the brother I brought to me with me to go to the show, right? Right. So you really the AEW weren't show impressed. that you went to. Yeah, so he really right. he was being nice. He really wasn't impressed with the, what he saw on that show. Uh, that was number one. Uh talking about Christian. But I was like, no, Christian, you know, he, he he's nice in AEW. Like, yeah, you know, he's he's trash now. I was like, okay. Damn, that's crazy. Um second thing, did you catch uh JR? During that uh, six-man match, by the way, a six-man match, really great match. Mm-hmm. How's the black showed off? F- FTR, man, because at first I noticed it was uh, it was Dash, and he was going really fast and really hard. He's gotten in some really good shape too. Man, he had kind of a punchy build before, showing up and showing out. He is yeah. showing up and showing out of what he can do. Yep, athletically, and then even his the way he looks, he looks really athletic, and he has a snap behind him. Really great job, but Jim Ross. At mention, I think it was after uh, CM Punk did like the float under DDT, mm-hmm. and Jim Ross made a, a comment like, "A lot of people do this DDT, but they can't finish with it. Something has to change." Kind of mentioning how everyone's kind of overusing oh. the DDT. Jr. give it up every single week. Jr. Yeah. give it up every single week. <laughs> Jr. would tell you when the referee is stupid. He would tell you when something don't make sense. Jr. <laughs> God bless Jr. His contract is up in September. Uh, I think they said. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with him or what he does next. You know, I would love for him to stay in wrestling in some form or fashion, but yeah. I, I would be okay with not hearing Jr. Honestly, on commentary, not that he's doing a bad job with Collision. 
I get him coming out just for the main event, but I'm really high on Collision's commentary work. I think whatever two-man booth it is, they're good enough that they can run the whole show um, without JR. JR did say, I don't know if it was on his podcast or what, but uh, Radiza, you had talked about just like the vibe on Collision. And he had talked about it's a completely different vibe than Dynamite. He said there's less people backstage. Mm. It's less chaotic. Um, and it just feels really good to be at the shows. It's like they're just, so efficient. The show is just everyone knows what they're doing. And, like, you can get, like, a, a local talent on Collision and they still look good. This local talent maybe been wrestling for three to five years and still looks good. Like it, it is an energy about it that and it's really special. It is really special. Presentation. Uh, I mean, down to the promo videos, down to you know, Darby did a run in. No, no music. No music mm-hmm. behind the run in. Uh, I mean, it's just I, collision. Collision is for me. If somebody was like, "Hey, what kind of wrestling fan are you?" I'd be like, "Hey, SmackDown and Collision, Friday and Saturday night shows." Those are the ones that I really, really like. One thing about Collision, though, are we nitpicking about Miro? <laughs> Mr. Buddy is just jinx. They can't figure his name out ever. He is Buddy Murphy, and I think he just need to, they need to pay WWE for that name because <laughs> at this point, that's all they keep calling him is Buddy Murphy. We all think he's Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Ian did the same thing. Ian was like, Buddy Murphy, Matthews. <laughs> I was like, I feel you. Same, Ian. Same. Don't feel bad, man. Don't feel bad, brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, What else off Collision before uh, we talk about RVD and then the them working twice? (laughs) I know when I am watching an incredible match when I don't have notes. And so that trio's match was just so beautiful. Brody is an effing man. Like I said that what, a few months ago, right before they won the titles, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like the showing of Brody. Like, and I I don't know anything about Brody before him coming to um to AEW. So this might have been always been him. But I'm just so impressed. You think of like the big guy, the big monster. You kind of have those certain expectations. Like they're dumb. They really you know as technical because they're not little like the little guys. Brody is the effing man. Them chops. First off, I'm going to hit you with a bat if you hit me with those chops. Ooh, I mean, like. Boy, they were laying them in. What? They were laying them in. I and thought you are hit it. hard. Don't, no, don't, yeah, no. don't run from it. Don't run from it. Man. But anyways, I mean, just. I don't think they can miss. Talking about um, the House of Black. I really don't. Especially with On Collision because it has that special energy about it. But man, that, that match, is, it was amazing. And I don't really have any notes other than how great it was and those Brody chops because I literally am watching the entire match undistracted. And that's hard for me. And this last point, I just love, like I said earlier, that every week I get to see my favorites on the show. Mm-hmm. Right? On Dynamite for years, I might see House of Black on one Wednesday, I might not see him again for another three weeks. Mm-hmm. I might see Ricky on, you know, on the ninth, and I might not see him until the ninth of the next month. You know, I love how I get to see my favorites week in and week out. And I know they had a lot of guys and they had a lot of TV, but at the same time, we talked about it all the time. They should have some kind of representation of like the, their hottest wrestlers on the shows every week. And they didn't always do that. But on collision, we're getting that. And I love it. It it they are really restoring the feeling of early dynamite. 
where everybody that you see is important. I mean, even think about the Bullet Club Gold promo in the backstage, right? Not a match for them this week. Didn't need to have a match. They set up their match on Dynamite. More, like, they are, man, world's different in terms of presentation and where they are compared to what they looked like as a whole and separately a couple months ago. Uh, It's just really, really good stuff. Hey, real quick, last thing. Where, where uh-huh. what happened to Scorpio Sky? Where's he at? Am I missing? Am I fast forward uh, to him again? No, I think he got hurt again. <laughs> he said again. Jeez. Yeah, he got hurt again. Oh, okay. No way. Yep. Yep. I I forgot to bring that up. God, dog. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, damn, that sucks. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick, just to make sure. Yep. Uh, this was back in July twenty seventh. Said he got hurt again, um, as announced by AEW President Tony Khan. After Dynamite went off the air this past Wednesday, Sky is injured again and has been pulled from his scheduled match against Kip Sabian on Friday's Rampage. Sky was replaced by Commander. There's no word on what Sky's injury is or how long he'll be out for. Man, oh, man. Oh, here we go. We got an update, it says here. Let's see what this is. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. It said Sky is out of action for an unknown amount of time due to a freak accident. And that was quote, unquote. Damn it. A freak accident is what I've been told. Just an absolute freak accident. Nobody knows how long he'll be out. He was on crutches at the show though. Mm. That sucks, man. That's crazy. Yo, shout out to him. Hopefully he keeps his head up. Like that's gotta be horrible. I was thinking it was somebody. Oh, football. Uh, one of the players who used to play for the Lions, cornerback, who was out injured like the first two years of his career, got traded, I think, to the Giants this offseason, got injured like second practice in training camp, like carted mm-hmm. off. And it's like, man, like you got to have faith at that point. Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, should I not be in this field? So hopefully Sky keeps his head up. But wrestling one match and then getting injured again is like, damn, dude, that's tough. One last thing before we leave this match. I found another note. Y'all might think that I'm a CM Punk hater. And hey, I'm probably yeah. am a CM Punk You're hater. You're definitely a CM Punk hater. Yeah. Probably, probably. But man, the gravity of feelings and the magnitude of when Malachi and Punk got in the ring together, I got the gooseies. And I felt that energy. So that's all I had to say on that. But he has I'm that like, aura about wow, him. He has that aura about him. Beautiful. You can say what you want to say about he's old, he doesn't move a needle. Yeah, he does. When mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. tagged in Malachi mm-hmm. in that place... Popped mm-hmm. and stood up. And people were cheering. People were standing people. up. Everybody is standing up cheering. And this goes back to, I know I always harp on it. I know I'm the story guy, right? The presentation guy. But you think about in that match, one of the biggest pops was them sitting down in the middle of the ring. Yep. Not a match. <laughs> not a move. But they're going 500 miles an hour, right? Not something that's going to completely break their necks. It's the presentation and story in it. They stand there, look at each other. They sit down. The, the other teams come in, they have a stare down. Now we get the physicality and we take it up a level. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it, loved yeah. it, loved it. So now we got to talk about something that I hate, 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 hate. <laughs> or, or we could just end the show. I, we could just end the show. This is probably, uh, maybe we should like, yeah. maybe, maybe this should be we like talk every, about it. every week. <laughs> yeah, I get my hate off and maybe this is, if we were doing that as a segment, that would be this week. No, we can't condone stuff like that. Get the hate off. MJF <laughs> and Adam Cole. Wrestling twice for All In. We're going to put them on the pre-show against Aussie Open. And then they're going to wrestle in the main event of the biggest non-WWE wrestling show in history. Before I give my thoughts, I want your guys' thoughts on 
The match. Which one? The <laughs> tag team match. We, we, we saw another great segment with Adam Cole. <laughs> Poor Roddy. <laughs> Poor Roddy, man. Oh, he's about to blow this whole bitch up. He's going guy, to blow the guy, whole Roddy. thing up. <laughs> my guy, Roddy, come out with the neck brace. Saying, you going to let him talk to me like that? That poor Roddy. Poor Roddy. But we got a great promo. They set up the tag match. Adam Cole talks about how important our OH titles are. And, hey, let's get these titles. And then let's blow the roof off Wembley in the main event. MJF accepts. What's your guys' thoughts? I don't really know much about, is it Aussie Open? Mm-hmm. I just know Aussie, about. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I just know about oy, my little Osprey. That's all I care about. So, to me, okay, cool. I guess that's an extra treat for the people who be in Wembley that night. I don't, I don't care at all about that first match. I, I think it'll be good. Um, it's silly, but again, we were just talking about this a month ago. How are you going to tell me you're not going to have MJF on your biggest show in history? So now they're like, all right, fine. We're going to give them two matches for you because you know they listen to the TFW pod. So I got, to, I got to be honest with you guys. So I'm always honest with you guys, but. My love of collision is really enhancing my disdain for dynamite and anything related to it. <laughs> I hate all that shit. Oh, sheesh. Say it. Like, I'm, I'm, I Say honestly it. have a hard time. I keep saying honestly. I don't want people would do that. They put honestly in front of statements. Like, yeah, why like, typically, would they? Well, tell, tell a lie. You, tell a lie. Tell yeah, a lie. Like, yeah, like, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm like, you know, like, seriously. Like, we, we got it. We know, like, he, yeah, we, we, sometimes you say, I'm like, oh, he's saying honestly because... Like, it's about to be something negative. He don't want to come across as negative. And I was like, well, maybe he just, he just always lies unless he's on the podcast. <laughs> all right, so all right. that could be a thing, too. always lie all the time. But... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I I have a hard time watching Dynamite. I just do. It's, it's like a chore. We talk about chores. Dy- watching Dynamite is almost like a chore for me. Because... Now, okay, real quick. But to be fair, real quick, this wasn't a dynamite thing though this is a booking decision for all in it was just announced on dynamite so let's so let's let let's be a little fair to dynamite on that that this wasn't like a match that happened or this wasn't a story just for dynamite then what you're saying is absolutely but this was the story of what's happening at all in but it started on dynamite no no i understand that but see my my thing is that this stupid Booking is always on dynamite. It's, it's, it's a symptom of dynamite that I see all the time. Like these type of booking decisions are always on dynamite, which I don't see a lot. I don't see as much of them on collision, which is which I appreciate. The things are just the ROH championships. Come on, really? Like that 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 brand eight is that br- that brand is dead in the water. Why? Like right? Why he? They've been trying to enhance that brand. For it seemed like 20 years now, and it ain't working, Tony, right? I don't care about that. There's so many things on this, on this show that's just like, I don't care. And so then we fast forward in, in, into that. Okay, poor Roddy, and he got the neck, neck brace, and then all of a sudden, here come the kingdom, right? We only see the kingdom on our way. So how many fans actually see the kingdom, right? How many fans, like, like, what does the kingdom have to do with any of this stuff? They just show up. Like, right, oh, you got to know the history of the kingdom. Like, I don't need, look, I should not, as a fan, have to know the history of a, a, of a program from 30 years ago on somebody else's TV. When it, comes like, right? to you, when it comes to your biggest story line that you have, your biggest story line needs to be, I only watch 
this show, and yeah. I am completely caught up with the history of everything that I'm seeing right now. They mm-hmm. uh, a, a quick, easy thing they could have did. They could have had a quick, small promo package with the kingdom walking up to you know Roddy or Adam and kind of showing that friendship or kind of mentioning that history. So now when you go into this this segment. Now it at least somewhat makes sense. Like I didn't know what the kingdom were doing out there. And again, they haven't been on Dynamite in ages. Now you can find them on ROH every week if you're paying twenty dollars a month. But how many fans are doing that? So I wasn't. I didn't like any of it. Well, it looks like then two thirds of the TFW pod is not a fan of it. I absolutely disdain this decision. I think it's the dumbest thing, and I am going to hold out hope. That somehow they pull a bait and switch and this tag match does not happen on the pre-show of All In. If it does, this is the dumbest decision in all of wrestling in at least two years. MJF said as, of, as much as well, too. He said, I barely wrestle in a year. <laughs> you got me wrestling twice in a night? I cannot for the life of me understand it. I'm still going to wait to let it play. I think it's this stupid. I do. I think it's that stupid where when I when they announced it, I was like, there's no way this happens. No way. It's impossible. And then they had a graphic for it, and I was like, no way. No way this happens. <laughs> and then they promoted it on Collision. I was like, no way this happens. We guess we got less than two weeks to find out. But I am... Um, you do... Your biggest show in history. You are going to put the main event wrestlers in a tag match in the pre-show? On the same night? To hell with freak injury happens and now we can't work the main event properly. Throw that out. From From a presentation perspective, you're giving away... Arguably the two biggest pops of the night on a pre-show. I've already seen this, these two guys. Where does that leave them for the main event? There is no way they're going to do this. I don't know if we get some type of injury angle. I don't know if we get, I don't know what we get. It is a pre-show match. So even if you offer it up as you're promoting it, who cares if it doesn't happen? It's on the pre-show. Okay, so you get Aussie in front of their folks. Cool. This can't happen. If they work a match, if they work a legit match on the pre-show and they work the main event, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose it. I am going to absolutely lose it because you're setting them up to fail. You're setting it up to not be as big as it can be. And E, to your, to your uh, point of for the ROH championships, Amen. This is an AEW show. If it had the spirit of All In, I understand bringing in other people from other promotions and such. And you own ROH. I get that. But you're putting your people in a wrong position to come across as the stars they are. Working the pre-show alone would be like, huh? Okay. But in, in, a, in an 80, I don't know how many you're going to have there. 85,000, 86,000, 90,000. I don't know. You're going to give away the feeling of the main event early in the show. That just doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me at, at all. I, it makes no sense, man. You, it's hey, innovative thinking. And everything you feel right now, man. I don't know who makes these creative decisions. And honestly, I don't have any faith that they can make any of this shit make sense going up into this event. 
It's this, this <laughs> I, I can't I can't fathom in, in in a reality where something would make sense, right? Especially the, everything you laid out, the pops that you're that you're losing. You know, this is supposed to be a special night just for the two of them, and then we're, we're gonna get that on a pre on a show. Like for the ROH it's, tag it's, team titles, it's innovative, on, man. And and, and like, really, honestly, and I know there's somebody that cares, right? And my apologies if you are one of these people that care about what I'm about to say. Who cares if they win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions on the same night where they're fighting for the biggest belt in the entire company? Okay, great. You guys are Ring of Honor World Champs. Now what? Who cares? Yeah. So we can have if they win, so we can have a. Uh, ROH tag title match at All Out with MJF and Adam Cole, that ship is sailed. No, if anything, see, this is oh my god! Like you do the ROH match first somehow, some way. Okay, say 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 we want to do this. All right, say that we're sticking with this and we're going to take this as face value. You do the ROH tag title match somehow, some way, either on Dynamite Collision, wherever. I don't care. They they don't get the job done. Maybe it's due to horrendous outside interference. Who knows? Who cares? I don't know. Then we get to the point where we say, you know what? I know it didn't work out for the ROH. We had it. I just talked to Tony Khan. There's an opportunity here for us. He said for the way we got screwed over, he's given us a chance to win the AEW tag team champions championships, but it's got to be the same night where we already had this match. This has been a dream of mine, man, for us to be tag champs for AEW. What'd you say? Now, I'm, I still hate that they're wrestling twice, but at least I'm invested in, damn, can they really beat FTR? Like, and then go on and, and wrestle in the main event? That sounds I'm much in, better. But we go from AEW tag team eliminator championship tournament match against FTR to Aussie Open, which no disrespect against Aussie Open, but on Zero Hour on the pre-show, come on, man. Like, come on. I know what's going to happen. MJF is going to pay somebody to wrestle for them. Then great. Then fantastic. And mm-hmm. if this leads, and I'm, I'm sure we probably all can assume whatever happens in, in, in whatever, if it isn't even a real match, if it is a real match, that's going to lead to something in the main event making sense. Is it an injury angle? Whatever, right? We'll, we'll, we'll figure, we'll see something about that. But I was flabbergasted when they said that on the show. And it took everything in me to not <laughs> cuss and fuss out loud when that, when that was the case. Um, but whatever. I mean, I guess we said our pieces. Radija, I'm happy that you are okay with it. Maybe they'll, they'll I said I didn't care. I said I didn't care. Yeah. But that's even worse. That's even worse. That yeah, I mean, you're right. Because yeah. if you're talking about, I, again, I didn't even put it in perspective like that. So you are about to take away your main event pop and you have to put it in the beginning of your show. That sounds like something that someone who is new to the business would do. That's not like something I would probably do. Hey, you know, we're going to advertise. We want to get these buys in, buys in, these buy-ins for people don't, to hey, buy don't the pay-per-view. Show up short. You wouldn't do that, Rodisha. Don't do it. Don't say it's <laughs> Do I, for damn sure when somebody comes to my attention and say hey i don't think you should do that because of blah 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 i'm like you know what you right you right you right you smart no no you smart enough not to do that shit <laughs> <laughs> tony would be the best matchmaker in the world if he didn't have a weekly show if tony ran a independent promotion 
He would be the but, best matchmaker in history of wrestling. But any pro- booker should be able to to have that title. If you not are necessarily, not not necessarily, not not necessarily. Like I think, and this may sound like uh, I, okay, I'm not gonna say that. I'll pull back on that because that was about to be too much high of praise for his matchmaking ability. But he's gonna give us the best possible match. Just he can give us. And it feels like, honestly, it doesn't matter how we get there. And that's why their pay-per-views are so great. That's why in a time capsule, their shows majority of time are so great. Because it is just the best matches I can give you, here they are, to hell with how we get there. And if you told me we're going to see Aussie Open and MJF versus Adam Cole, and I'm safe, I'm able to be there live, I don't know anything about it. I'll be like, oh, man, that's a great match. I'll be mm-hmm. excited to see that. Mm-hmm. But then when you tell me like what comes with it, I'm like, oh, no, you can't do that. That don't make sense. We can't. How, how do we get there? We can't do that. I feel the same way with the women's tag tournament or singles uh, championship tournament. I'm cool with Tony Storm getting a buy. Okay. I think I think that's actually cool though. I do. Think it, that's it was cool. cool. I do. It think was cool, cool if they announced. It was cool if they announced that this week after Sheeta wrestled Anna J. Because on paper, what you are presenting to me is the person who lost the belt gets a bye, but the person who just won the belt needs to still qualify to get to the match in Wembley. And no, it's not a qualifying match, but the champion is the one who is going to defend their title at all in, which means it's either Sheeta or Anna Jay. Oh, that is pretty Have stupid. Have that match first. That is pretty stupid. Yeah, and then tell stupid. us on Rampage or on mm-hmm. Collision that Tony was able to get a first round bye because she just wrestled Sheeta. She was that cool. Now it makes sense. You, like, even that. So you look at those, those the four participants, now we know it's going to be Britt. So you're talking about Soraya, Britt, Sheeta, and Tony Storm. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm glad Soraya gets to wrestle in front of her hometown. Mm-hmm. We should see something with her and Tony. That, that'd be great. You got Sheeta, and of course, Britt needs to be in there. Like, she deserves to be mm-hmm. in that match in front of that crowd. But just how we got there. Just flip it. And then it makes more sense. Man, they need some creative help on that show, man. Like, I, I, I saw the same graphic, and I'm at first, I it made sense. Okay, oh, okay, it's not necessarily that she has to qualify. It's just that she's defending against Anna, so it's going to be right. one of the two. But when you look at that that graphic, it looks like she has to qualify. <laughs> right. Like yep. that, that, you shouldn't I didn't be think get, about you that. that until you should. You shouldn't get that perception. And to be honest, again, I, I'm always honest. But why is Sheeta? How is she champion? Like, didn't Tony Storm just get the damn championship and she loses it, what, on her second defense? Like, they play hot potato with these championships so often. And like, it, it, I just don't get it. But I'm you know, okay you know with this. I'm okay with this title change because I felt like, and I've said it before, I felt like Tony kind of got lost in um, Ruby Riot and Sor- well, Soraya was kind of like a non factor in the last Ruby who? few weeks. Oh, I called her Riot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I sure did call her Riot. Yeah, Soho. <laughs> Sorry. <Yes>. So, <laughs> point is, I felt like, well, first off, I got mad at Tony when she came out to the ring without her belt on. That made me mad. And I just felt like the the alpha of the group kind of was a little bit kind of unclear to me. So, I'm okay with the belt coming off of her right now because now she can reinvent herself. And that's what this 1950s style throwing shoe person, I think, is starting to develop into. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, the run wasn't good. The run wasn't good. But, you know, I did like Sheeta winning for the simple fact of when she had it, 
kind of like same thing with Drew in WWE. When he had the belt, it was during right. the pandemic area. So I thought it was great that she had a chance to get that pop and that win in mm-hmm. front of people mm-hmm. and then be able to defend it. But I'm going to assume that they had to take the belt off of her because something's going to happen between Soraya and, and um, Tony in that match. That That's my only assumption. Mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, I'm okay with it. But yeah, but I, I just think her run was flat this time. Yeah. But if 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 her losing the belt turns into what I think her new character can turn into, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. With that. Yep, yep, I'm okay with that, that. So that this seems like they're breaking up the outcast, right? Because they haven't been together on screen it's time, some time. Man, like, right. and she doesn't even fit now. Like, you look at her; she don't. She don't. That's fit what I'm look. saying. She's um, not anymore. Yeah, of, of Ruby and Soraya. She only wore green. <laughs> <laughs> uh you had said they you said something yeah. e that that but well, I, can't, I can't remember now um rvd rvd and jack i thought it was great i thought rvd looked good which we knew he would stiff as all get out as always mm-hmm. e you had made comments over the last couple of weeks that you're not high on jack as a heel do you take a step forward for you this week nah nah dang I thought he looked good. He, he he looks good. He's got a really good look. Um, he looks good. So you know, you know what I would like for him. I'm, I forgot to mention it the other week. I would like for Anna Jay to be by his side. Maybe I did mention it. You did. Yeah. Do, you talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Do the Macho Man thing. I think that I, I think the two of them together will kind of spark me a little bit for. But no. Yeah. Hey, so can, can we real quick? Can we talk about how Anna yep. Jay and Sheeta had a really good match? Yep. I wouldn't say and, really uh, good match. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Really good would be like an A. I give it a B. I give their match a B. That's really good because excellent would be an A. But can okay, we talk about okay, how uh, Anna Jay had, right? had a really good match and um, Anna Jay mm-hmm. couldn't have really good matches with other main stars? Ooh. Okay, maybe, maybe we don't have to go that way. But I thought it was a really good match mm-hmm. between Anna Jay and, and Sheeta. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? I listened to Anna Jay on Busted Open um, last week. She hasn't been doing this long at all. Mm-mm. Like, right? She's... She, because uh, I remember when I first saw her on AWTV, and I was I was looking her up, and I couldn't get a, I, I couldn't find a lot of information about her. That's because she only had literally six matches before she got signed to AEW. Yep. So she's been learning how to be a character, how to wrestle. She's learning everything since she's been in AEW. So, you know, I think uh, we as fans got to continue to give her time because she got probably put out on national TV probably before she was ready, but she's learning. And she's mm-hmm. getting better and better every week. Um, so I'm looking forward to continue to see her progression. And she has always been a great wrestler. So, What else? What else, ladies and germs? That was, I think, everything I had from uh, this past week. Oh, man. Let's talk about Swerve and Prince Nana. Okay. What you got? Man, look. I usually like silly stuff, but I Uh-oh. got super irritated Uh-oh. when Nana came out there. Doing that shucking and jiving, he was like, like he was. Why not drive? You know he, he was shucking. He gonna do that thing. He was jiving for some reason. It pissed me off because you guys were coming out there and he bought business. You understand what I'm saying? Not business. He bought business. And Ar Fox come out there. And them brothers is about business. You got big goofy Brian Cage. And he just big and goofy, but he big. He a big guy, right? He, he's he's look, he look. He look hella goofy. He's a hella. He's a hella goofy looking guy. And you got my other guy, Khan. You know, he come out looking legit. He looking good. You got Ubanga Light, 
other dude part of the gates of wow. agony. Umaga no. light is nuts. <laughs> that might be a little blasphemous for Umaga, but go ahead. <laughs> but um, you know, he he he's looking kind of the part, right? And then you got my man come out there shucking and jiving. He's shucking and jiving. You know, taking away from the seriousness from the Cash Money Brothers. Like I don't, mm. it, I didn't like that, man. And then you got, you know, you got Umanga Light looking at him like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Like actually, that was me in that moment. I was looking at him the exact same way he was looking at him. Like, "What are you doing? Like, what's what's happening right now?" Um, but I love Swerve. I, I want. I, I loved Ar and Fox with him. I think they fit. Um, that group is starting to make more sense. So that's a, a positive sign or on AEW Dynamite for me. I'm so and happy like, that AR is going to be wrestling it all in. Like, just take go. that in. One year ago, where was he? And then you'd look at one year later, you're about to wrestle in front of 85,000 people. Or even with Swerve, too, right? Like Swerve, too. To, yeah, we talked about his up and down uh, push up, start and stop, start and stop. This time last year, had one of the best matches of the year with a claim with Big Keith Lee. And then it was like radio silence. And now he's about to work a match with Sting. Like. Crazy. In Wembley, so that is fantastic. We'll talk about meaty, meaty Rhodesia. You have you noticed how big Swerve has gotten? No, not really. You know, uh-uh. he's he's uh-uh. put on a lot of weight. Yeah, he's I'll check it out. I'll, I'll check it out next time. Okay, look at him. He's look, like, see, you 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 might not have noticed. Look at him. Look at a picture of him recently, and then look at a picture maybe from like a year ago. Night and day yeah. difference. Yeah, okay. his his we'll his physique is really improving. Cause and, I just love uh, how sweet he looks when he's in his like, and I know you can't stand his. Would you call it his helmet? But I like, I love his mask. I love his, like his like jacket. I love all of that. I think that swag is on point. And then sheesh, Ar Fox, man, he looks like a goon. He do <laughs> like, like a goon. goon. I love oh, that. I love, I love the it. look. I love the look. Like I look scared looking at him, knowing he's the sweetest guy on the planet. But man, I'm like, dang, yeah, <laughs> watch I out because he might, he might, he might stab you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last thing before we get up out of here, Matt, you mentioned Keith Lee. I had, mm-hmm. I had him on my notes. Where he at? What he doing? Still tagging with Dustin Rhodes somewhere. I mean, for real or for like, fake? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think oh, last time we oh. saw him, it was on Rampage or maybe Collision tagging with Dustin Rhodes. Like, there's, 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 there, there, there has to be more than what we know. And I don't know. I know the the rap on him when he first got to NXT was he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because of his confidence, came across as arrogance. I don't know if that's still a thing. I don't know if it's a situation where, hey, they're just waiting to push him because they can't push everybody at one time. But I remember, I, E-Y-E, remember when he signed the AEW, we was like, man, this guy ain't like world champ. In a year, burn everything down. World yeah. tramp. He's a tramp now. <laughs> World tramp. And like, <laughs> as much as I would want to see him higher up the car, I can't say like, oh, he's showing me when he's out there for those right. 10, 15 minutes that like, man, yeah. you like he's undeniable. You got to do something more with him. I, you, you don't see that right now. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's frustrating because... You think about where he was at in NXT. You think about the moments he had in the Rumble with Brock. I mean, it's the moment he had with Roman at Survivor Series. And now you look and you're just like, fuck, man. Like, what happened? Why can you not ascend to that next level? I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? You think about it like, all right, you can say it's creative and things of that nature. But it's not just creative with him. It's not just creative with him. And I, I kind of feel like personally, I'm starting to 
he's starting to let me down as a fan. Mm. He's starting to let me down as a fan. Like I really believed in Keith Lee and his talent, and I wanted to see him as to be the first black champion for that company. And I don't think he has it. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know if he has what it takes to be honest with you. When I, because he's not making the most of his opportunities that he does have. Just, just, just the promo segment that he had with with Darby Allen was like really the icing on the cake for me. Was when you were Darby down on came that out big there. Time. You were down when, on that, and I, I thought it was okay. No, man, because like Derby came out there and said exactly what was wrong with him, man. You come out here and you shucking the jive and you smiling, you thinking everything's sweet. And so when you get in that ring, you doing the same thing. You shucking mm-hmm. the jive and you got your little, you think you a big old, you think you a big ass Harry Potter guy, right? You 400 pounds, 6'5", <laughs> you think from a presentation perspective that you're going to come out there in a Harry Potter robe and that's hot. That's the main event for, to you. Right. Obviously, you don't know what it takes to be a main eventer. You don't wrestle like a main eventer. You don't speak like one. I, you can be intelligent. You don't have to sound like the common, you know, black thug. You can be intelligent. I actually, I love that. I mm-hmm. love if you were to come out there and sound like a big, intelligent, kind of like a kingpin. You know, be a, a black. You see, but these are the kind of characters that you can portray. That's in your wheelhouse. That you should think like this is main event, not a big, a big black Harry Potter in a big robe. That's not it. Like, he doesn't know how to portray himself like a main eventer. He doesn't know how to wrestle like a main eventer. He doesn't think like a main eventer. He doesn't have what it takes right now. I don't know what's, what it is that's going to bring him to that next level. But I'm telling you right now, for me as a fan, I, I'm I'm out. Like, almost like, I, just like I'm out on Hit Row. I didn't want to say it earlier. I'm out <laughs> on Hit Row, and I'm out on O'Keefe Lee. Sorry. You know what? I, I'm not, I don't want to end my final statements on something bad. But, and I just went... He went on his little tangent there. I'm going to just roll down these names. Warlow, Hobbs, Cage, Luchasaurus. What big guy in AEW is the man? It almost feels like AEW is breaded for those who's not the super big heavyweights. Yeah. You are, that was, that's a fantastic point. I've always said that they don't know how to book big guys in AEW. No, they don't. So this They'll is get them case. hot and then they go away. They don't know how to. And, you just, I mean, you look at that. You said Warlow. We've, yep. we've chronicalized that. Uh-huh. Uh, Keith Lee, Hobbs. Lance, Lance Hoyt. Hey, on that list. hey Lance, Lance. Lance Archer, who was a freaking man over in New Japan, right? Hey, wait a minute. Pa- pause. What's wrong with us today? Why are you, we you, using these you old went names? With Lance, you went with Lance Hoyt. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 Lance Hoyt. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. What's going on with <laughs> no, us today? No, I said Archer. I said Lance Archer. <laughs> no, 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 I said Lance Hoyt. He oh, said oh, Lance Hoyt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just said Lance Hoyt. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, that so we've got something to talk about on Wednesday then, right? We can, that's Rodish, that's a gr- excellent point and maybe future topic. Yeah, let's, I don't let's, know. let's I talk about that. I like something positive, though. All right, so positive is uh, we usually talk about on Wednesday's show, hey, what are we looking forward to most? Let's talk about what we saw over the past week that we enjoy the most. Hmm, what did, I liked a lot. I don't. I want to try to. I don't do the long hang, the low hanging fruit. I want to do something that which is what thoughtful. The trios match. But the trios mm. match was it was okay. amazing. Yep. So I'll just stay there. Come on, I don't want to burn any brain cells trying to figure out something else. All right. So you got a trios oh. match. I got a lot. I'm looking for Collision, man. Collision hasn't let me down since it started. I know it's gonna be another <laughs> great be match. <laughs> he don't be listening. No, I think he said he has Collision. That was, that was what he. Oh, the most. I thought yep. he. Yeah. I thought he said he was looking forward to Collision. Yeah, I'm ending the puzzle, though, right? We ended it? No, yeah, no, we, no, we, no. We, we said, what did we? I thought the question was, what this last week? 
correct. Yo, yo, over the past week, what did we do the most? Because on Wednesday, we always talk about what are we most looking forward to. So now that the week, the rest of the week is over, what did you like the most about last week? Radiza said she won with the trios match from Collision. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know you changed. Like that's not changing these. Questions, man. <laughs> that's, in, that's, a, that's on Sunday. In. That is on in. Wednesday. For me, I think what I most enjoyed over the past week. Um, I mean, it was still it was it was SummerSlam. Like it, oh, it, it was. Yeah. A week ago, yeah. yeah it, it, it was SummerSlam and being with you guys and, and watching the show live. Like everything to me was thumbs up. Y'all know my feelings about the main event. But other than that, I thought the show was great and it got it got really good reviews too overall good, when i when good. i finally got a chance to like get back on social media and see what people were talking about it uh but it, that main event was definitely uh polarizing either it seemed like either you really liked it or you really didn't there was not many people who were like in the middle on that and then i guess we didn't talk about it but roman looked fine on smackdown so i guess whatever he looked charged recharged yeah, actually his, on smackdown well i mean he took the night off on saturday so whatever his issue was yeah. looks like he's good <laughs> Like he's good on. <laughs> Golly. Oh, Isha, what was your favorite thing from this past week? That's good. That's good. You know, I've already put, mentally put that week behind. He, me, was, like, I, 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 he was like, I don't know, but I tell you what, dynamite. <laughs> dynamite went out. That went out. right back but, to it. But I do love how, like I said, like, you know, did I get to drink a, 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 a tall glass of collision tea? And it was so, so sweet. So I guess it was the House of Oh, actually it was the House of House of Black because I was really worried he's gonna lose the championship. So I was really yeah, relieved yeah, that yeah. they actually won. Uh, I actually enjoyed the finish, man, because Samoa Joe, man. Woo! I thought they, they need to do more more with him because he even in WWE, man, he is he legit seems very believable in his character. His promos, the way he carries himself, everything, man. Samoa Joe is phenomenal. Great balls of fire. Should have beat Brock for the title that night. That match ended in six minutes. Brock wins the F5, and I'm just sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. You had an opportunity to make Joe, and yep, you didn't. But Joe was nice. Yeah. I'm going to say this, because I didn't know Joe prior to WWE. So I didn't know him. I guess he was in Ring Ring of Honor, TNA, and all that other stuff. Yeah. So when Joe first debuted on WWE and how everybody's like, Joe. Joe, Joe, he came with this energy, this presence, and I'm like, okay, I can, I can, I know when somebody's reputation precedes them because you can see how everybody's reacting to it. Um, but this must be the Joe that was around back then. This Joe now, in his last few weeks, he's a freaking murderer. I love it. I, I love everything. He was kind of like compared to WWE run. He was kind of like a comedy act there to me, as, as far as the comparison. This dude is just. I will f you up, and, again, and that's what the, that's where the chance of Joe's going to kill you came from. Yes, I mean, and I feel yeah, like, that. I yeah, feel that. Yeah. So yep. I can only imagine, y'all people. You know how I feel about Kenny today versus when Kenny was in New Japan. This must be how people who followed Joe back then felt like during his WWE career, and even kind of this ROH run a little bit. But they've been bringing him on to to main event um, TV two on AEW. But Joe, wow. Yep, he's a man. He's always been the man. You used Last to say it, and I'm like, no, he ain't. Yep. No, he ain't. But and he now, is. And now, but now you see, like, this is the presentation that I always wanted from him mm-hmm. in WWE. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap then. He said, end it, so we ended it. We'll see you back on Wednesday. Here it is. Here it is. Peace. <laughs>